when you look at his intellect, when you look at his his foresight, mm. the, the type of visionary that he was, I think he understands what type of impact he had on people. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think it was lost on him. I don't think he would be wondering if people was receiving his message. I think I think he was smart enough and had his eyes open enough to, to know how much of a difference he was making. Yeah, and I think um, just to follow up what you said, you have to understand that being that type of person, like, which is why he led by example. Mm-hmm. It's like he knew he had people that was watching his every move. You know what I'm saying? And coming from the same neighborhood, coming from the same area as Nip, shit. He grew up on 5th Avenue and 59th. I grew up on 3rd Avenue and 57th. like literally around the corner. You know what I'm saying? I've had met him a few times. You know what I'm saying? I got family from the same hood as him. All that, like, that, like, it's personal to me just what happened to him you know what i'm saying and and i like i just had to get away from the internet like i like i got off social media for damn near a whole week because it was just fucked up the shit i was seeing like you know i really don't want to go into it that much but um it just it just didn't sit right with me and just knowing that this man got a family friends loved ones that care for him and then for them to have to live through that through social media that's a fucked up thing, man. Like, I, I don't wish that on anyone. And, and he definitely didn't deserve that. No. I completely agree. I'm from the same area. So, I have so much pride in that area. And seeing the things that he was doing for the area, for our from our community, for our community, like where I'm from, it, mean, it means the world to me. Like, even just, like, just the business ventures he had, just buying up the property, like, just really showing people how we can do it in that area. Like, he took and he had so much pride in the neighborhood and made you have pride in it too and to see somebody like that go it it always it's really hard to lose one of the good ones that shit really sucks and then to see like just so much of the shit that's on the internet and i understand that a lot of people are grieving as well but one thing that i'm firm in is that when there is a loss there are people that are affected but there are people who are truly affected those who are closest to that person you know, are truly affected. And you have to give the time, the family and close friends, not just time to process, but time to breathe and heal. And how can I breathe if every second is this? And you have to really just put your phone down and completely disconnect because some people are so selfish. They make it really about about their breathing. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. It's about that person. And And I appreciate the people, the outpouring of love. That's great. But also, like, just time to breathe. You know, like, the videos. Like, it's it's all too much. It's too much. It's too much. I know people have watched, you know, obviously that was released on the news and that's on the internet. But originally the video of, like, his body. That's too much. Why are people recording this kind of yeah, shit? Yeah. They going up to the spot just to record that I'm here. Here, oh, I'm taking a video picture of the ambulance. That's too fucking much. You have to understand, if that was your loved one, bruh. That's not that's not love and that's not a show of respect for somebody. That's just too take a moment to process sometimes. I think we're so desensitized from seeing so much on TV that we yeah. think it's a lot of shit that we can handle. Just like I know Dylan said that Dylan watched the video of yeah. the shooting. After that I, um, I can that's that's as soon as I um, seen that, I 
I saw a they, mutual. I, did, I had to drop my phone. A mutual. Right. I'm not gonna call her a friend. She's family. I saw her yesterday in the grocery store. Shout out to you. You know who you are, girl. I ain't gonna put her out there. Um, <laughs> but she was like, "Man, I watched that video and it fucked me up because it keeps replaying in my mind. Like, yeah. And you can't stop the loop. I can't. And people think because I can watch Game of Thrones and see somebody's head getting chopped off, this is fucking real. You yeah. know this really happened to that person. Is different. You know that person. Why would you know? Why would you want that in your that mind? And that's what I said. Yeah. I would never want that shit in my mind. So I wouldn't allow it. I try to let in only peace and serenity. This thing has really shaken me to my core. It's disturbing and it's stirring. Why would I want to make that worse? Yeah. No, it, it hurts. Um, I know you guys I mean, from my perspective, about. just, I didn't I didn't know Nip. I met Black Sam once or twice, just going up to the shop with Drake. But just being a fan, I've been a fan of the music. I started being a fan of music, like, when um, Marathon Continues came out. So that's, oh, like, okay. 2013 yeah. or something, like... So I was just a fan of the music, and then the more I found out about him and the 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 um the money he was reinvesting in the community and hiring people from the community to try to uplift that neighborhood and like really put his money where his mouth is, made me become a fan of the man too. Yeah. And then it's like when the news came out that he didn't pull through, and I see just how many people like were affected how many people saw the same things that I saw people who didn't know him personally mm -hmm. saw the same things I saw in him and had the same feelings it just the the magnitude of what was lost of who was taken away yeah. really started to hit me he was much more than just a rap artist oh, man, you know what I'm saying more. he was a rap artist he was a he was an activist he was an entrepreneur he was a a, a businessman he was a, a business owner he was in the ownership Father, shit. he was uh, uh, he was a man. philosopher uh, you know what I'm saying he just you really get to see with, with, with his death um, how widespread his influence mm -hmm. was and, and, and he meant so much to so many people that all of that collective grief just started it hit me all at once like damn he meant so much to so many yeah. people um, that it just it's, he's like a, a he was a very unique person he was um, like a once in a generation type person like oh, somebody sure. like that Certainly. doesn't come doesn't along come doesn't come along every day you know what I'm saying somebody who came from the mud got it out the mud Man. came from the most dire of circumstances made something of himself turned it into legal money into legal businesses and then put the money back into that neighborhood and, yeah. and, and, and kept the money in the neighborhood and tried to empower other people to create opportunities for, sure. for themselves, for sure. to try to create generational wealth, because he understood that generational wealth is the way to 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 achieve prosperity. Exactly. Yeah. And you right. circulate that money within the community and everybody eats. Everybody eats. He was, so he understood yeah. that he not only did he understand it, but he lived it. He made that his life's mission. And yeah. his works was tangible. You can go mm -hmm. up to the places that he bought. You, yeah. can, you can enter the the, the, yeah. the businesses that he owned where he employed people from the yeah, neighborhood. You would literally like see him like you would if you're from LA you would run you into You would see him everywhere. Yeah like you would run into him eventually. In so, the in the neighborhood. Yeah in the neighborhood. So for me it just was like such a great loss to to the world in my opinion. Yeah. Because everything that he's preaching, you can take that message and apply it anywhere in the world. You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? He yeah. really came from nothing. He 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 hustled hard. He believed in himself. He bet on himself, got his money, and it's and turned it, and turned it legal and, and tried to take his people with him. And you can take that message anywhere in the world, and and it, and it still applies. And yeah. that's what I mean about legendary. So such a such a visionary was lost, like cut down. So so short. He's supposed to, he's supposed to turn old and gray. 
Mm. Nah, he's supposed really to raise to, his kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's supposed to watch his kids get married, go, go go to school and get married and and start their own lives. He's supposed to, you know, spend the rest of his days with his wife and to get cut down at 33. And me being 33 myself, I'm like, God damn, like I'm, I, I can't, imagine. I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine getting nah, cut down right nah. now at this point in my life. Like you got so much more to do. He has so much so more to do. Mm-hmm. You know so much more, so, a lot of work to do. And, and he's showing us so much. I'm 30. I'm going to be 33. And I'm like, shit, I got I got it. Yeah. <laughs> because he did got so much. So got a lot of work to do. And like you said, a true story from nothing to something. Like, I'm a part of that community. I remember, bro, this is, had to be 10 plus years ago. You could find, I, and I'm a personal witness, okay? The man was the CD and D. I was just talking to Devin about this the other day. He yeah, was a CD and DVD man. The man was, he rolled around and he sold it. He, he, he catch him at the gas stations. You catch him right, in his van. Burger, he, where, where where say, yes. yeah. He's selling them CDs. And that, that, he came from that. And the heights that he was able to reach now, and accomplish, we were, it's amazing. Um, sorry to cut you off, but we were talking about it uh, before. I think you were in the bathroom. But um, we were saying, like, it's not a, it's very few niggas that would sell CDs and like you gotta have a different mindset to do that type of hustle to have that it's type a hustle. of hustle like in that drive like that's a that's a different mindset and that just shows you that everything that he got he deserved and he earned and he worked for it because it's not people got so much pride ain't no niggas selling no CDs and DVDs like yeah. it's just not happening like. I, I feel like I probably had too much pride for it because I couldn't see myself doing it, but he did it. And then it's like, you think about that. It's like a guy, a, a man like Nipsey selling CDs and DVDs into where he made it to in the in the levels that he achieved. That just makes you know, like, that's why I said, like, what he did, I feel like for a lot of people was not going to go in vain because if you can see that and see that this man went from that to where he was, I mean, that's a testimony in itself, man. And if you can't be, if you're not inspired by that, something wrong with you. You know what's funny? Something wrong with you. We've been talking now for a few minutes, touching on all these things, and we haven't even gotten into how good of an artist he was. was. We haven't even gotten into how good the music (laughs) was. we could we could spend a whole hour just yeah. talking about just the, the music, man itself, yeah. just the, yeah, music. the music too, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we haven't even touched on that, so it's just yeah. there's so many levels to this loss. And I just felt like collectively, like we all lost him. You know what yeah. I mean? He touched so many people's lives in some kind of way, whether you knew him personally and grew up with him and watched him get it, or you was just inspired by the music and mm-hmm. his message, or inspired by, not even by the music. A lot of people didn't even know his music, but they just saw his interviews and yeah. received the messages he was talking about, equity and ownership and, and, and giving back to your people. No matter how he touched you, it just feels like the, the world is at a loss. Yeah. Like the world, the world was better off with him yeah. being mm-hmm. here. You know what I'm nah, saying? And I, so and I that's, the, that's, to me, from my perspective, that's what's so sad about it is just what the world lost. Yeah, because, like, you know yeah, I mean? like was, we could be selfish and asset, like, oh, I'm from the area, I'm, I'm dealing with more. Like, no, and it's true. true. Like, no, it's not true. But at the same time, it's, I've learned, I learned so much and I got so much from him and I still got ways to go. I got a long ways to go to get to what he achieved. I just turned 35. He was 33. Dylan you know about the next day, and he didn't, he was in such a, a somber mood, like really solemn. And I'm like, you should be like, you shouldn't be like this. Like, you know, we should at least take this day to really celebrate life. 
yesterday there was a death but today we should celebrate life because you made it to 35 and a lot of motherfuckers don't get there a lot of people like and this is another example because aside from nipsey if you've grown up in any hood anywhere you know that there are a lot of people who don't make it very far and you have to really appreciate each moment that you have that you can even breathe and just be like feeling relaxed but even the fact that you have a stress-free life thank you the fact that you get to wake up every day and pursue what you want to do thank you you know it we have to this is also a reminder for us to really take in our own sense of life and to take account of what it is that we're doing and what we want to do and what we want to be because things like this are a wake-up call. They're a reminder. That life is finite. Yeah, you only is. Get, you don't. You only get so many years on this planet. And you're not if you're lucky, anything. you get 90 years, right? Um, but if you look at it, your life doesn't... For most people, life doesn't really begin like real life until you... Let's call it 20. 20 yeah. years old, let's call it real life really begins yeah. somewhere 20, 25 years old. And then you, you, got health, you got all these healthy years in the middle, right? The, you're, you're vibrant healthy years from let's call it 20 years old to let's call it 60 years old yeah. you only get that little window of opportunity and you don't even that's not even guaranteed to man you know what i'm saying so um to really uh take inventory of what you're doing with your time you know what i'm saying and try to spend your time wisely and and, and grow yourself um shit like this is a reminder and like Kay was saying um, I know a lot of times we make fun of each other for getting older. Mm -hmm. We make fun of ourselves for getting yeah. older. But honestly, it's a blessing. Yeah. I got yeah. I got plenty of homies that yeah. was cut down before the age of twenty one. Mm -hmm. I got homies that was that was dead at 17, 19, Sense, 20 man. years Six, old. Eight, I'm 15, sure you guys yeah. know too as well. So it's yeah. like for me, getting older is cool as fuck. I appreciate it man. as long as my body is healthy and I feel yeah, young. I feel, I'm man. good with getting old. I'm proud to yeah. be getting older. You ever yeah. talk to you know somebody like, "Oh, I didn't even think I was gonna make it to 30. Yeah, a lot of people. Well, and let me take a minute, 25. just a moment to address the scum. Okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know if everybody has heard, but um. Oh, before you go there, let me just say one more thing. Um, just that from what how I was inspired by Nipsey is that. Like, for a long time, like, we were looking for a house for over two years. And I kept telling her, like, we have to stay in our area. Like, I was determined to stay in our area because Nipsey made it. Not that he made it, but, like, he just he just showed me, like, that it, you need to be where you came from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and put the yeah. money back into your neighborhood. So, like, we were looking for so long. And we had opportunities to buy where we... Where we wanted, but it just wasn't the right. It just wasn't the right situation. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we ended up in Compton, but he, he was part of the reason why. And I'm still determined. Like we're still determined. We're still determined to get back over there in some capacity, whether we live there or we buy property there. But it, we are because it. Even though what happened to him could happen to anybody, it's anybody like you still you still can't. You can't let that man work go in vain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I was talking to my brother, and you know, my brother, he know, you know, he knew him, hang out with him, like everything from the same, everything. But he was telling me I was like, I don't even like. I was just upset. I'm like, man, I don't want to fuck around no more over there. Like I'm cool, but that's where I grew up. Like that's it was just my feelings. Like my feelings was hurt. Like I was like, man, how can they do this shit? He was telling me, like, man, like, you can't live in fear of none of that shit. Yeah. Like, fear is your worst enemy. You know what I'm saying? He was like, go over there, 
with your head up high. You know what I'm saying? Your chin, keep your chin up, all that shit. Like, don't let that shit affect you because, excuse me, not to call it shit, but don't let that affect you because that's what it's meant to do. Like, yeah, that's what that, good, like, that's what it's, that's what it's meant to do. And I was like, all right. And that kind of that right there, like having that conversation with him, I needed that. Like that put a, a battery back in my back that I already had that was kind of like going down. I was like, all right. Yeah, sometimes I know you just it's still working. Sometimes yeah, you just need a reminder. Need a pep and, talk to just remind yourself. And I just want to thank, you know what I'm saying? Thank my brother, thank Nip, like just for keeping my mindset focused on what the plan is. The plan is always to, to do that and that's what we're going to do. That's sure. important that you said that too, because I remember the day last Sunday we literally found out as soon as we wrapped up the podcast. Matter of fact, yeah, that's um, which was crazy. The day we live on forever. Um, but that day, like we were both so angry. I was like, "That's why niggas can't stay in your area." This is a prime example of why you gotta get your money and get the fuck out. You can't stay, no matter how hard you stay, motherfuckers come for you. And we were like, and and I think it was a really a thing of speaking out of anger because. The next day I turned around and Dylan was like still, you know, going through it. And I was like, you know, what we need to really do is remind ourselves. Like, a lot of times we lash out in anger, especially black people. We have so much built up. We say a lot of things and we do a lot of things out of the anger that we feel. Um, And that shit all comes from sadness. But I was telling him, like, no, the important thing to do is to not, to truly not let his work go in vain and to keep that going. Like, literally, it's important that we still buy in our neighborhoods and come back to our community because that shit can happen any fucking where. So it's important that we still continue the work of the legendary, continue to buy in your neighborhood, own in your neighborhood, buy from your people, build up wherever we are from and where we are living. It's important. It's probably the most important thing we can do for ourselves, honestly. Yeah, support your people. That's true. Um, um, any more thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, um, I really, you know, really it's a teachable moment. Um, Kodak Black made some comments, he made a comment that he directed at Lauren London, and he got some heat upon him from, um, oh, matter of fact, let me just say too, back to what I was saying, sorry, I'm jumping around, but when I said that, I saw that Master P also put out a video saying the same shit, like, niggas gotta leave the hood, you can't stay in the hood. Oh, uh, everybody, there's a lot of yeah. people in the same mentality. and we gotta remember that that's true, but it's not because it's up to us to change the narrative. Yeah. Those that matter, those that have that voice and can speak, it's important that we change. We do what we can to change the narrative. Um, it's important that we stay in our neighborhoods for many a reasons that I'm not going to get into, but it just, you know, it is. Um, but yeah, Kodak Black made some very off-putting comments um, that he really just needs to check himself on. And people don't like the, the, the term check yourself, but it's fucking true. Check yourself. That shit was too far out of line. I'm glad that um, it was addressed. You mad the people addressing you on the internet. Yeah. They should have called you personally. You made your, your comment publicly. You can't say that you feel like you should be addressed personally. That's not how the fuck it works. It was some ignorant shit that he said, man. And in my opinion, he was... Trying to be funny. Trying to be funny. Looking for attention. Shit wasn't and funny. you got attention now. And now you, you got the wrong type. You got attention from the wrong people. <laughs> Yeah. From what I've seen, you got the wrong people's attention. Yeah. But that's that's shit you gotta live with. But that his that whole generation of these young kids, man, they love telling on themselves, first of all. And I hate to use the word clout because it's so overhyped and overused, but that's really that's what it real, is, yeah. is they really just looking for clout and infamy by doing and saying dumb shit, inflammatory shit. You looking for popularity by doing the dumbest shit possible and saying the yeah. most ignorant shit possible. Mm-hmm. And he's already like he already got his own issues from the past with like rape allegations and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, so we don't even need to get into that. Even like, be, to even be saying some creepy ass shit like that 
on Instagram Live when you know you got tens of thousands of people watching you at, at the same time. It's like, yeah. bro, you really got you really got to think sometimes, man. Yeah. You got to grow up from that type of shit yeah. because especially you see some you see how beloved Nipsey Hussle <laughs> was, and you talking about his woman like that, like. And you yeah. saying it, you looking it's for nasty. it? Yeah, you looking for it? Attention. Yeah, you saying it because you think it's funny, but let me tell you some some street shit. Shit ain't funny. It, it, you need to understand the connotations that have to come your way. Like you're not going, you're not even expecting this shit that you really may get. I, I was just talking to him about that night, that Mike Tyson shit when he was talking like I'm the most vicious, the most ferocious, I'm the most impregnable fighter. You better watch out because you might have some niggas that's coming at you like that that's really ready to eat your motherfucking children. You better watch that kind of shit. You can't say shit like. You, you gotta understand that all these this shit has consequences. Um, I don't wish nothing bad for you. I, this is a lesson. Everybody should just understand this is a, a teachable moment. But what I'm saying is, you gotta remember that it's a lot of niggas out here really on some real street shit. You have to watch yeah. the shit that comes out of your mouth no. like that, especially publicly, because what's that shit is on the internet? You can't just bring that but shit back. It's out there and it's ugly. Is- a lot of people just don't give a fuck. They don't give no, a fuck a about the consequences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Young niggas like, like yeah. he strikes me as the yeah. type of person who just don't give. And whatever we're... happens, happens. Fuck yeah. it. If he yeah. got killed, I'm somebody, for the if day. he, if he mm-hmm. gets killed, he don't give a fuck. That's the way he strikes me. He strikes me as that type yeah. of person. And there's a lot of kids out it's there that's lot, like that. All that the just kids don't like give that. a fuck. Like, They're not thinking about the future. They're just thinking about what am I doing today? I'm living for today, and that's it. Whatever else happens in the future happens. And it's a, it's a sad way. It's sad. You know what I mean? Now, we, and we were talking about it earlier, and I, when I was saying, I was like, these young niggas don't give a fuck about nothing. Like, they literally have no care in the world. And I understand because I was young at one point, and, like, literally, like, I should be dead or in jail right now. Like, real shit. Like, as much shit that I've been through, yeah. like, a nigga should literally be dead or in jail. But when you that young, you have that mindset, especially now with the internet, like, you... Like, that shit is fucking clown shit to me. Them niggas is saying and doing shit that because of the internet, they feel like they can't be touched. And if they can be touched, they feel like it might just be an ass whooping. A lot of niggas is willing to take an ass whooping to, to be able to say the shit they want to say. But niggas, like, if you, if you don't understand that, it's niggas in everywhere you go that don't give a fuck about going to jail or dying. Don't care. True. Like, niggas will blow your fucking head off. Like, it's people that don't care about shit. And don't think shit. twice about it. And don't even think twice. Like, we we've seen it. Like, we, like, we just meal. seen it. Like, this nigga, Nip was everything to Los Angeles, to the world, like, to our neighborhood. And the nigga still came and gunned him down. Like, but nigga didn't give a shit. fuck. That's what I'm like, saying. this nigga didn't give a fuck a about nothing. Like, it's so many people that genuinely, like, they don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Like, they don't. And it's fucked up. It's a fucked up mentality you have. But, like, young dudes like Kodak Black got to understand that that, okay, let's say you got what you said about Lauren London and Nipsey gained you 100,000 more fans. Nigga, is that worth your life? And then, and it's you know what I'm saying? As a black man, I feel like black men around the world are touched by this. How the fuck could you be the one nigga who is so untouched? You can even make a comment like that. Like, that's not, as a black man, that shit don't affect no, you. No, and I'm not you. That means you're living for nothing. No, for real. 
Like we were saying, you don't, like, you don't care what happens to you. That's 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 all that tells me. Because if you are really unaffected and like you so unaffected that you can still make comments like that, you don't give a fuck about life. But like we were real saying, real. like um, and this definitely segues into our next uh, Wait, topic was can like we do the icebreakers real quick. We didn't do them, so we're gonna just um, bust them out real quick. All right, all right. So, so right, these are kind of quick. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Hey, this conversation could never be done. Yeah, that should go. We can go on forever. Um. But yeah, so I was really. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before you get into that, um, we didn't even introduce the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, y'all. Yo, sorry. We're going to introduce it, man. In, so let's do it. Uh, Not Relationship Goals Podcast. This is episode 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a very special guest in the building. We got my guy, Ed. We're probably going to move this to the beginning. Just because. Uh, Got my guy Ant Man from Good Part Almighty. Yes, sir. Uh, formerly known as, might be changing the name, but you know we'll get into that later. Keep it right there. Uh, <laughs> right there. Uh, and he had us on our, we he had us on on his podcast before, and you was actually on my very first. Oh yeah, episode. Well, I was on the first episode, the and then episode. you had me and Kay on. Yep. Appreciate you for that. Um, and that was like our second or third episode when we did yours. Yeah, so. yeah, no, it was. It was so no. Y'all are familiar yeah. with this man. Yeah, so yeah. Y'all, y'all had a podcast. I'm like, man, come through. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about your podcast. We we'll shout you out. We we'll try to help you get a little Which audience. We really going. appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that, man. It's yeah, good. I'm building, of course, and and we got the beautiful Miss Kay. Right, uh, now we're about to get into the episode. Sorry, y'all. Our, we, we got a lot of mixed emotions. And so, I kind of pulled these together real quick. So, it's not going to be the best um, this or that, but it's certainly going to be a this or that. Mm. So, what I'm coming with, okay. So, this is kind of somber to start it off with after the last conversation we had. But we'll start here and we'll um, start at the bottom and then rise to the top. All right, y'all? So, um, and the Grammy for the saddest movie death of... The 90s mm. or late 80s, late 90s goes to Ricky and Boys in the Hood <laughs> or Kane and Menace to Society. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kane and Menace to Society. Too. Why I'm going I with Kane? Because to uh, me, that was sadder. But why? I felt more of a connection, connection with Kane. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And Ricky, like, honestly. I put that on his mom's or his girl. Whoever was cooking that fish, if they were yeah. cooking chicken, yeah, like, if they cooking chicken, he wouldn't have had to go to the store to get the cornmeal, and he would have been alive. He would have been He would have went to USC. Yeah, that nigga would be a fact star. Y'all damn wrong. chicken, you know what I mean? That nigga comes again. He was about to get going on them niggas. <laughs> now I gotta go with Ricky. I was going with Kane because he died trying to save Lil Anthony. That's true. That shit was touching. He, did, yeah. he was saving the kids. So Ricky was running down the alley. It gotta be Kane, but if it's the Grammys, probably it did probably go to. Hold on, but Grammys go to songs. Oh, I think the Oscars. <laughs> oh, oh. Man, did you have too much to drink? Grammys is a music award. You're right, you're right. First of all, let's just do NRG Awards. We're going to do NRG Awards. Oh, it's extra. Oh, it's Oscars, you did right. Oh, it's extra. Oscars, you did right. Oh, it's extra. 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 Oh, it's who paid the better crackhead? Okay, better crack roll. I was torn between this, so I gave her two rolls. 
Halle Berry in Jungle Fever when she was like, I like to get high. Losing Isaiah. <laughs> and Losing Isaiah. Yeah. Or Pookie in New Jack City. I feel like his one role was strong enough for the two, so. Who we going with? Who we going with? I don't I'm, know. I personally like her performance in Losing Isaiah. I was going to go with that, Halle too. Berry, losing but Isaiah. I'm going with that one, Was too. she a smoker in Monsters Ball? Was she? Oh, was she just a hoe? Nah, she wasn't no hoe. No, she lost her husband. Oh, her husband got killed. Yeah, wrong movie. My bad, wrong movie. You thinking about that I.E. Warno story. Warno. Oh, she lost her husband, but you sure she wasn't on drugs? No, she didn't say she was really fucking shit. She was really fucking shit. She was really fucking shit. That's the whole plot of losing Isaiah. She was taking care of him. And losing Isaiah in the beginning, she was not right. Hold on, hold on, all right. Well, for me, it's two different type of roles because. I gave Pookie, her two roles. Right, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, Pookie was more of a a comedic like crackhead, like that. Oh, yeah, like, like comedic crackhead, <laughs> dramatic <laughs> crackhead. All right, I'm going, I'm going with Pookie. I'm going with Pookie. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm rolling with Hallie. I'm rolling with Hallie from Jungle Fever when she liked to get high with uh, who was that? Sam Jackson. Was it Sam? Jackson? Nah, man. Y'all see. Now nah, y'all on some bullshit because y'all know that's a fairy tale. Losing Isaiah is a fucking fairy tale. <laughs> Ain't matter, nobody yo, come back from practice. Yo, let me like tell you, she's on. <laughs> Ain't nobody come back from practice. She played like a strong crackhead. She played a strong crackhead. Did you see her teeth? Her hair. Did you see her? No, Pookie. That nigga was working. He had man. That nigga was had it going, and then he man, come on now. Pookie really turned this into some real smoke. I don't want to hear that shit. She, she was a smoker from the beginning. Yeah. She looked like. Yeah, all right. Whatever. I'm going with Halle Berry. She reminded me of the people I see out there for real right now. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to go with. Oh, is this? This is another one? I, I didn't. Okay, I guess I put them both in the same one. Okay, so now we're going to do with best crackhead in a single film. Okay. In Friday. Are we going with Felicia or Ezell? Ooh. 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 Let me see. <laughs> I'm going with EZL because when you really like I mean for my dealings with crackheads, I probably dealt with more niggas like EZL than I dealt with more females like Felicia. So that's why why I would pick EZL because I know a million crackheads that's just like that. But that that's just for me. That's just me. I'm gonna go with Felicia. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Felicia because uh she just seemed a little bit more realistic to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Talking about, I need to borrow your car right quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, hold on. Yeah, but yeah. that's not realistic. Ain't no nigga letting a crackhead borrow their <laughs> no. car, man. You ain't no nigga. Like, no. They gonna ask you. No. And if you know it her, you It goes the opposite way, though. People you borrow crackheads' cars, but dope fiend rentals. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's where dope fiend rental comes yeah. from. I'm gonna... But um, also, her son, her biological son, like the real actress, her her biological son is Brad Kaya, right? The quarterback from the University of Miami team? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, the quarterback from the University of Miami. This nigga need to be on Jeopardy. Je- Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you would have had a trivia game, I would have I was ready for that. We had one. No, we, 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 we was going through one this morning. It was a sports trivia Yeah, I do have It was pretty good. I was like, that one was pretty good. because it was a bunch of game shows at the crib. So I am also going to roll with Felicia because I felt like she was a realistic crackhead. And, and, and let me she was dressed you. like it too. Yeah, and she was. Ezell wasn't really dressed like a crackhead. He could have, they could have did this shit better. Oh, so but he's not, not, not Ezell. Everybody know crackheads gonna take a shit in your yard. That is for fact. 
Smokey was taking yeah, shit. Like, and all he did was announce that a crackhead would have asked you for money to shut the fuck up. He that wasn't real. He would have asked you for beer on you. He for sure, crackheads for sure was taking falls in the in the store. Let me tell you why Felicia <laughs> is a real crackhead. A dollar for envelopes. Because she was fucking with Debo. Crack bitches. Oh, know how to, they know how to fuck with the nigga. I got it. Now, okay, she about to ride that nigga in the sleep. <laughs> Felicia know what she do. That's a real crackhead. I'm just saying, I'm fucking with her. That's a real crackhead. She I'm still going easy. She had that nigga in a cold sleep. She just fucking take all this shit and get up out of there. I'm just saying she was a smart crackhead. Plus, that's where Bye Felicia came from. Bye yeah. Felicia, right. No, it was, it was a moment right. in, in, in uh, hood history, but I wouldn't go. I'm going to go with the baddest bitch in the black cult film, okay? Angela, aka well Sally Richardson, aka Angela from a low down dirty shame. Remember she was the girl who was trying to get back. Was she that little black oh, yeah, paper yeah, dress? Yeah, you remember her? No, I don't. Let me pull her up for y'all. I remember real quick. Peaches. Peaches. Yeah, now Peaches. Now I remember. Was the girl that Peaches was going against? Yeah. Okay, I, I do remember, but I don't remember the actress herself. It's Sally Richardson. Who's the other? Who's the other lady? Peaches, and I remember. Uh, what was his name? Wayman. Oh, Wayman. Wayman. <laughs> Shine! Because you were driving in your sleep and started screaming. <laughs> like preachers. Make sure you give me that phone. Oh, who's the other other woman? Okay, so this Bernard. is how you back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I do remember Because last time you got me Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> That's my movie. Well, who's I the other woman? Okay, so the next one. Halle Berry and Bats. Which is like... <laughs> mm. So she was a background how, how dancer. Even, how do you not put Pam Greer in this category? First off, she's my third one, so shut the fuck up. Oh, I said one was had three. I said Pam Greer and Foxy Brown and Jackie Brown. No, you didn't say it. You just said it, but you didn't say it. Oh, yeah. I'm going with Pam Greer. I like Pam Greer and Jackie yeah. Brown. I knew everybody going with Pam Greer. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I like Pam Greer and Jackie Brown. Y'all yeah, not fucking with Sally Richardson. Pam Greer was fine for decades. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason. The girl right there, they picked her because she looked like Pam Greer. Like you, yeah. like you, <laughs> your dad and your grandfather yeah. all might have beat off Pam within your lifetime. That lady looked like Pam Greer. They picked, they put her in a lot of movies because she's she, 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 looks, she looks similar to Pam Greer. was my pick, so now I gotta switch mine up to Angela. She do. Well, yeah, we going with Pam Greer. Two out of three. I feel like. Or Halle Berry. I, I feel like I had. She had a personality. I feel like. Nah, Pam Greer was. I feel like I, I like since it's two out of three, two, two votes versus one wins. I think I was in the, I was in the winning. I had the winning vote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. See. All right. Um. All right. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one, y'all. I probably gotta pull a picture up on this one for y'all. I'm batting a thousand right now. We're going to go with the worst hairline in the movie, okay? Oh, Lorenz Tate and Love Jones. Let me get, let me get the evidence. <laughs> hey, I'm going to need a visual. <laughs> oh, that nigga shit was McDonald's. <laughs> I think his shit was McDonald's. Yo, that nigga didn't have a hairline. Was this before hairlines was cool? Because it was a period. Yeah, it was like, a period. Hairline, hairline was cool not until the... Like you had to rock so your regular shit. So this is Lorenz Tate and Love Jones, bro. Ooh, Did you want to see the hairline? Yeah, his shit was McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. <laughs> Oh my god, this shit. Let me turn my ball. But that's because niggas was slicking their shit back. So niggas instead of going forward, like niggas was going back. Yo, and I need y'all listeners, y'all should look it up too. I wish I wish I had the video to put it up for y'all. Just imagine niggas slicking their shit back. You're gonna see every imperfection of the hairline. So we're going with Lorenz Tate. Look, hairlines wasn't like having a crispy line wasn't even a thing. It wasn't like ninety five. But that means you either have had to have a natural hairline that was already ready. No, what about yeah. it? Lorenz Tate, Love that. Jones, or Tate Diggs and Brown Sugar? Tate Diggs. This whole melon is showing. <laughs> this whole melon is showing. This shit is IMAX. <laughs> 
scared. We about to watch yeah, fucking. Yeah, no, sir. Oh, that's somebody else? That's he him. That's him. Oh, yeah. Now, we, we watching uh, Avengers on that shit. That's full. That's widescreen. So, y'all rolling with Tay Diggs? Tay Diggs. We watching Avengers on that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take these folks. That, that shit was terrible. fucked up. That shit was terrible. Bruh. That shit was terrible. Lorenz Tate just didn't have a lineup, but Tay Diggs, bro, you didn't have a lineup. Not because all the movies back then, <laughs> every nigga put it, they, like, they slicked their hair back. So, Lorenz Tate, his shit was all right. What they got to do with a lineup? I don't want to hear this Because you wasn't getting, like we said, like, you lineup was not a thing. Like, nobody was getting lineups back then. Literally, you would get your hair trimmed down. And you either would slick it back or swoop it or do put something in it or jerry curl it or whatever. a swoop. The niggas had swoop. It was niggas that had swoop. The niggas with the with the emo With a girl that you, no, that, you he was marrying the girl. What don't, are you talking about? Write, that was but, but, but they had sex don't how write, long don't ago? Write, but don't before write a book about me, bro. Right? Don't write but but, but, but bro. I'm asking y'all, when did they have sex? At what point? I don't in the know. Okay, so if but I supposed to tell him. He was supposed to tell him. Somebody's supposed to know. Somebody's supposed to tell you. He's supposed to tell you. Before you wipe this chick up, bro, let me just tell you that. Yeah, no, no, real shit. We supposed to. That's a conversation that's supposed to be had. You had a friend. Or somebody that you knew that had sex and they didn't tell their husband or something, right? You had a friend that that had sex with another friend, but they didn't tell the husband. And it's still happening, she right? She had sex with the husband's friend back in the day or something? The friend had sex with the wife, but the husband don't know. Oh! <laughs> right? Yeah. Or some shit like that. Or you know, somebody you do or somebody you work with or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to skip past that. That type of shit right there. You See, gotta, I ain't got no, I feel like you should know, but if they continue with their relationship, then, then that's, that's on, on them. Him. That's yeah. on them. But, but at least give him somebody, the somebody, no, you know, definitely should tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he wrote a book, so I feel... But Nino, that nigga told on everybody. <laughs> a and he book took, is he told on... I love when Nino around, too, because he told on everybody. No. And you slept with your man. But, all right, look, I might have to agree with y'all because... That was When Nino Brown did was what any nigga should do is show your homie that your girl a hoe. Because if you... if you Because think about how many times you probably told this nigga, like, hey, bro, don't wipe that shit. That's how you show me? That's how you tell me? Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, we're friends like these. Because if, if my nigga can hit my girl, that's not my girl. No, that's not my girl. No, that's not my girl. If my nigga if my nigga can hit my girl, that is not my girl. That is not how my nigga would let me know. My nigga would just be like, I told you and that's it. I'm Sometimes niggas don't listen. 
So you feel like he loved him? He was teaching him a lesson? Or he was yes. Like, no, that nigga was, that nigga <laughs> told everybody in the end. That nigga looked out for self, okay? <laughs> Last one I got, y'all. Um, This energy award goes to the craziest nigga. This is the craziest nigga award. So, old dog and menace to society. And that would be Lorraine State or Lazarus Red, Sam Jackson, and Black Snake Moan. I don't really remember Black Snake Moan all like that. I thought you was gonna put Bishop and Juice. Honestly, I thought. Let you me tell. I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain O-Dog. why I didn't. Nah, I remember because Black Pac Snake was Moan. supposed to be old dog. Huh? Because Pac was supposed to be old dog. No. Oh, why? Because that nigga Sam Jackson. Because to me, he took it. I was trying to go, uh. somebody to go against him. Honestly, to me, he took the cake. That nigga kidnapped the white woman. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that kind of shit. That nigga kidnapped the white woman. That's the craziest thing. Wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't David Banner in that movie? Like, I feel was, like he was. He, was like, he made a cameo or He was fucking on the white chick. Yeah, yeah I feel Sam like Jackson he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. from David Banner, right? I believe. She had a whole movie. She had a fiance who was confessing down as a white dude. I don't remember and the she movie. she had like that. that but I'm going to still go back with... I'm going to still go Old Dog Old Dog was insane. Culturally... <laughs> like, I know niggas that was just... That's just like Old, Old Dog. Old Dog was out yeah, of like, Exactly, we all know niggas that's just like that, but I don't I know niggas like, that's kidnapping like, white women. I feel like Old nah, Dog versus Bishop nah, would have been, would've that, been a good that match. Been a good that match. is a new level, though. The niggas kidnapping white women. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's the next level. That's, that's all you, no, you automatically got life for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the next level shit right there. They, they get brave enough to kidnap a white woman. Yeah, that kind of swing. And put the bitch on the chain. <laughs> that's wild. Like, he was trying to pay back years of slavery. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm I was saying. Think of the symbolism in that. That's crazy. That's think about the symbolism. He put that, that white woman on the chain. That's talking about he was saving her. Listen, you once you put her on the chain, you can't never let her go. But, you are. So let's um let's transition into kind of like what we were talking about with the Kodak um, black situation, and because we were um, having a conversation about checking people, mm-hmm. not necessarily like quote unquote checking, but what um, what was the question you, oh, you said? Oh, so it's like um, do you think it's okay to check people? And then so that conversation kind of shifted into like, do you think it's appropriate for your for your girlfriend? Yes, ladies, he has a girlfriend, so back the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do have a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend. <laughs> he has a girlfriend. Let me just say it now. Everything. Everything. We don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. I love you. You gotta cut that shit out, okay? I'm letting you know right now. You gotta cut that shit out. <laughs> but um, um, do you think it's like appropriate for your girlfriend to get into that shit? Like, if she checked one of your homeboys for saying some shit to you that she didn't feel was appropriate. Yeah, or like, anybody in general. Like, like, like if, no, all right, like I, if me and you joking, uh-huh. and I be like, oh, you bitch ass nigga, and your girl get no, offended, no, no, but no, me no. and you got that level of uh, no of thing. I think <laughs> I think that it should be addressed through the through the party. Like, if you got something to say about me or to me, I feel like you should take it to Dylan. Mm-hmm. That way, if it's a misunderstanding, he can squash it before it goes anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And then you don't want it to get to a point where you say something to me and then I say something back. Yeah, and now, now we all yeah, like, now that's got, crazy. And now I'm all here like, yeah, now, like now you gotta step in like bro, hold on. Like, it started off cool, bro. Hold on, you gotta be talking about lady like that. And then you know what I'm saying? So Cause even if you know, sorry for cutting you off, but even if you know like yo homie isn't trying to be disrespectful for your girl, 
that he just thinking that's a cool back and forth banter. Your girl feeling a she's different type of She feeling way different than your boy yeah. is feeling. So he not even and knowing that. You're going to have to pick yeah. sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know. So well, I you better like not pick the wrong side. If I got something <laughs> to say, if I got something to say to or about one of my girl's homegirls, I'm going to tell her. Mm-hmm. And we'll have that conversation. Yeah. And then if she needs to address it with the homegirl, she'll do that just the same way. And we, I've been in a situation where yeah. she's had criticisms about my friends, one thing or another, whatever it may be, and she'll bring it to me, and I either stamp it out and squash it, or I'll be like, man, you know what, I feel you, blah, 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 and then I'll take it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It should never be like she addresses him directly, or it should never be one of my homeboys addresses my girl directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if one of my homies got something to say about my girl, the way she did yeah, something or whatever, it, yeah. theoretically, that's never happened. But hypothetically, if he got something to say... He ain't supposed to address it directly yeah. with her. He's supposed to take it to yeah. me, and me and him can discuss it. So and I've been in that situation yeah. where I've had issue with one of the homies, ladies, but I'm not gonna take it straight to her. That's hella disrespectful. Yeah. I take it to him yeah. and be like, "Hey, this this happened such and such. I just want to let you know where it came from, how it came off, what she said, what she did, whatever." And then he can take it back. Yeah, or because I think whatever. Let I think them for men, I think for men, it's like if if something happened with me and like my homeboy's girl or some shit. I think nine times out of ten, depending on the severity of the situation, you probably won't even say nothing to your boy because you like to you like it's not nothing. But for her, she might go back to him. So it's like kind of like you you kind of have to say something like, "Hey man, just your girl might trip." But I said a joke to her. I wasn't trying to be offensive or anything like that. But she might be taking a different way because women and men are just the situation. Not just women and men, but we can read it different. We can read it different. Like, you know what I'm saying? And maybe I felt like I had that level of comfortability with you <laughs> that I maybe didn't. So it's like, how do you, how do you or do you draw a line yeah. when interaction between your girl and like your friends and vice versa? I mean, we all hang out so much mm-hmm. that I feel like we know what jokes we can get away with and who can say what to such and such, whatever. So we can, we know kind of what level we can joke and get away with stuff, you know what I mean? But if it's like a real serious issue, I feel like either my my partner or my girl should both go through me as the intermediary. Mm-hmm. So I can understand what you're I trying understand. to say and then I know how to relay that message to either my girl because I know our style of communication or I can relate to my partner yeah, in a certain yeah. way because I know our style of communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't want those wires to get crossed and then you end up in the middle and then it's like you got to... <laughs> You gotta take a side, and you always gotta side with your girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we had a situation recently, and I feel like when it wait, so what happened? When I felt like something that was said that was inappropriate to me, I came to dealing with that. Even the night, like I didn't say anything. I'm like, all right, y'all drive safe, have a good night, love you still. Damn. And then I addressed it with Dylan the next. I said it to him that night when we were drunk, and then the next morning I said it to him again. Like this is what happened, and I don't like it. I let him know. Um, are we discussing it or? You say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just because I'm kind of dancing around it. So like, we're gonna no, you was actually saying, I mean, I have to say no names or yeah. Who said what but anyway, so um, but then I think I feel like it maybe I was like maybe it could have stemmed from earlier that in the evening because I do have a mouth. I'm not gonna lie about that, but and I feel like I'm the kind of person like I seen um Jessica Dime. Somebody spoke to her dude, Soulja Boy specifically, and immediately she was like. What you like her dude is saying she was she like, 
What you say to my nigga? Because mm-hmm. I'll fuck you up and I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm yeah, that yeah, no, yeah. I'm that kind of person. <laughs> no, she no for real. I'm like, that kind of person like So I already know if I go there, I gotta be ready because she's gonna come and it's like right turning back. I'll come with so a back. I already know. I gotta pick and choose because I know if I, if I go there with somebody, I gotta go all the way. She coming right behind me. But I feel like maybe it could have stemmed from like early in the evening, but I I thought this was completely unrelated. But it's like when you, I know guys that they little jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, you, you like, nigga, you suck that. You know, they think mm-hmm. it's funny. But to me, that's cool. That's appropriate when you with all of your friends. But if we're at a dinner setting, right, and you here with, like, if it's his brother here, your girlfriend, his wife, and um, my mom was at the table, right? And if you sex playing my nigga, you should expect me to say something to you. Because you are, this is mixed company. It's a setting of mixed company. If you speaking like that, especially in front of my mom, you better know about the comeback oh, at you. Like, but a lot my of my mom was, was there. Uh, but a lot so of this shit, like, I'm not even hearing. Like I'm not even hearing any shit because it's at the same time, like to me, it. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I love, I love, dude. Like we got, we, we, we that's had a, a separate that's, conversation. That's just poor yeah. taste, though. Like, somebody like, mama there, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was a conversation. Like we were talking about dried fruits, like you know, talking about dried fruits and shit. We got some bananas and they. Like specifically, only asked Dylan, like, oh, how you eat your bananas? <laughs> right? And Dylan, like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I just eat my shit. And he, like, I break my, I break mine off. I'm like, oh, you like to break off the dick before you enjoy yeah, it. That's, that's, that's some shit I'm about to say no, back to you. Because weird. <laughs> no, that's weird to even think about, like, eating a banana and relating it to sucking dick. But I already know, like, 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 you know, like, where niggas is trying to take this shit, right. too. It's like, I'm not going to fall into it. So, yes, nigga, I eat a banana. Like, but I'm not here. Like, come on. What the like, fuck? I'm eating a banana. Like, like, what, with, like, what type of nigga are you that you <laughs> that you eat the banana and you just imagine yourself sucking a dick? Like, come on, bro. Like, that shit shouldn't even enter but your that, mind. But that's past how the age, it, Past yeah. the age of 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? Past the age of 12. Exactly. That shit shouldn't even enter your mind. You just eating a fucking banana. Is it inappropriate for me to get into that conversation? Maybe, but I also feel like you made it a table conversation. Yeah, yeah but you said if... But I you feel, just gotta be careful I, yeah. with shit like that because that, that shit can escalate so quick because yeah. people get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. When you feel like if somebody feels like they getting called out in front of people and yeah, now you like yeah. embarrassing them, it could just escalate <laughs> from there. And, and that's the thing. Some shit you but I feel like if, if if you if if I'm joking with somebody and we have that type of back and forth banter where we can do that, you gotta understand where the level is that you know not to cross. Cause I feel like it's it's certain people that you you shouldn't already know. I can joke with this person in a certain type of way, but I can't take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you only take it to the next level when you losing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you losing the roasting battle, yeah, yeah. then you gonna instead step it just, up a little instead of just bowing out, yeah, like, you, like, you got to be yeah, like you want to take yeah, it to you the gonna next take level. the next level because yeah. now and then it's a little bit yeah. more sincerity in that <laughs> shit too, like. Hold on, yeah. I feel like you kind of mean that shit when you're saying it now. So when she told me, that's it, I'm like... And it wasn't even that, because it was just the shit that transpired at the end of the night that happened. So when she told me about the shit, I'm like... I knew I couldn't say to her what I wanted to say to her. And just be like, oh, that nigga just trying to be funny or whatever. Because I knew the type of person she... Excuse me, I know the type of person she is. She is the type of person that anybody that she come around, she's going to embrace with open arms. She love them. You got to go to another level to for her to be mad at you. Everybody, starts, gonna, everybody starts off yeah. with, hey, 
Would you everybody starts yeah. off with an A and it's yeah, up to you to man? Yeah. If you bring somebody around me, I trust that you bring somebody around me and love and respect. Ain't no, he ain't gonna bring nobody around me that's not like that. So these is your homies. Why the fuck would I feel any kind of way about any of these? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah like you, like her friends, like I don't have no problem with them. I'm gonna embrace them with open arms. You go on the, the outside, way, like, I ain't like that. Tell you and show me something different. Mm-hmm. Then I tell her like, hey, your homegirl, she off deck. Like I'm cool mm-hmm. on her, but. For her to say that to me, so when I I approached him, we had a conversation about it. I'm like, hey man, just chill. When you talking to her, don't like. If you talking to me, it's different. Right. But if you talking to her, she gonna fuck. She gonna joke with you. But you had to have crossed the line with her for her to say something to me, because I know all the shit you say and do. She's put up with it for a long time. So, cause the type of person he is, he a real jokester and he. Go he he crossed a lot of lines, but, he got but I'm like for her too. for her to say something because he didn't say a lot of shit that I feel like she would have said this to me months maybe a year ago like oh I ain't fucking with that nigga like he he crossed the line so when she told me I'm like so I told him like hey man you know what I'm saying like don't say nothing to her but I'm just telling you when you in her presence just be mindful of what you're saying and what you're doing yeah. because right now at this point she already off you. So if you want her to maybe get back, get back in her graces, just don't say nothing stupid. Don't try to go or address it next time. Next time you see it, like, hey, that shit. No, but I told her, I was like, don't even apologize. Like, don't Mm -hmm. say nothing because when she told me, I felt like she told me in confidence to where she didn't want me to say nothing to him. Okay. No, and what I said was well, that's different. real shit. I but I went and said I'm, something I'm, to him. I'm not fucking with that nigga. No yeah. more. I'm done with that nigga. I'm never fucking with that so nigga. So I'm anymore. like, all right, but I didn't want it to be that awkward shit. So I'm like, I'm going to say something to him, but don't say nothing to her. Just right, be right, mindful, right. and eventually she probably going to get over it. Yeah. But I said something to him, and he like, ah, oh, he kind of, <laughs> to where like, we damn near get into it now. I'm like, bro. Like, you got to relax. Like, it's not even like that. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand what I'm trying to tell you. But if you already on the defense, then we can't even have this conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? And But we had it and and everything. And he reached out to her. Even though I told the nigga not to. <laughs> he reached out to her. And I'm glad he did. Like, I'm glad because now they cool. Or what he could have done is, like, tell you. Well, tell her I apologize. No, he did. But I wasn't going to say nothing to her because okay. I didn't. I didn't know if she wanted me to say something to him. Yeah. But I just, it was sitting on my heart. And I'm like, if K, 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 I know she fuck with everybody that I fuck with. She never going to treat you any differently than mm-hmm. anybody else. So if she told me that shit, I know it had to be something. So I'm telling him like, bro, you got to fix this, but don't worry about it. Just, I'm telling you. Just keep it in the back of your just mind. Just keep it in the back of your mind. Head. Like, now don't he- say nothing. And he reached out to her and then she told me. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like. <clears throat> I appreciate it even though he didn't say nothing I to me appreciate and I told him not to say nothing to her but it's just like it just showed me like it his, his right growth him, yeah. and his level of maturity that he's going through because we all go through it For you sure. know what I'm saying so nah but when you're joking around and shit you gotta know your audience you, you gotta have to know your audience you gotta know your audience, you gotta, you, know audience. you gotta know how much like I'm sure if it was just you and him y'all could joke about oh, we whatever, all, whatever. All, we all, all day is off like no limits but when when your women is around people's mamas is around and shit like you got to know what lines to cross and what not to cross. And at the same time, it's dope that 
even though you felt that that strongly about it, that he was able to apologize and he was able to accept the mm. apology. I you most women would be like, because you understand that people people <laughs> fuck yeah. up sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all fuck up. No, nobody is perfect, and sometimes yeah. you know people just go too far. Yeah, nah, shout out to him, man. Hey, no, 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 I ain't gonna say your I name. I really appreciate you though. You shout out to you because that's that's big, man. Like that means that means a lot to me. And shout out for the content. You made the podcast, my nigga. Shout out for the content. Don't ask for no money for this. Nobody is going to enjoy sucking dicks because you eat a banana the way you yeah, supposed to eat a banana. Alright. This is a good segue to the next one because I was asking her, what is your definition when people say I wear the pants in a relationship? Like what is your definition? What does that mean? When somebody say I wear the pants in a relationship? Um I really do. I really don't know, man. I feel like for most shit, I, I don't even know, man, because I've seen relationships where it's like it's pretty clear that the woman wears the pants in a relationship. <laughs> I've seen you know a lot of like that. But what does that mean? Like when you when somebody says I got the pants on, like wh- who's like in what charge? is no who is in I don't charge? Know. Oh, who's in charge of the who relationship? Has like, who, oh, you know okay. what? It's funny because I feel like they really let us wear the pants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they let us. Like, they ain't got the facade. We got the yeah, facade. Yeah, we got the facade. We, we like, doing this shit. like, hey, we going to such and such today. Or, hey, whatever, whatever. Yeah. They let us give off the impression that we're in charge. But at the end of the day, the when you in the household, they run the show. And I, no, and I agree <laughs> with that because yo, I think any show, woman that, run the show. if a woman can do a good job of that, you definitely can keep a man. Yeah, you know who said it best, <laughs> and it was really funny. Um, I think it's Chris Rock. I think I swear this is a Chris Rock the joke. Tambourine joke. Yep, and he was yeah. saying like, men, women pretend that you run the house. If you think you run your fucking house, if you think you run anything in your house, go and try to hang a picture of your mama <laughs> <laughs> and see how that shit go for you. No, I don't think it belongs right. here. Oh, I, I got mama right there, mama. <laughs> and I put it up. Hey. I love my mom and love. Nah, she was, I was like, put it right here. She's like, no, it's going to go right here. I'm like, damn. Uh, right. That's a lie. <laughs> hey, if, you, if you are in any type of real, meaningful, long-term relationship, especially when you cohabitate, the woman really wears the pants, but they let us feel like we wear the pants. You know right. So this, this was my thought on it. In I, all honesty. I feel like when they say wear the pants, I feel like whoever controls the money Wears the pants. That's just my idea on it because I feel like that could be true for many. At people. the end of the day, money—not to say that that's what your relationship is based around—but when the money is involved, like you dictate where we go, when we go, how we go. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I feel true. like that's that was just my thought on that. That's Whoever it. controls the money, who's ever in charge of the finances. To me, quote unquote, wears the pants in the relationship, that's, and not to say that that's for everybody, you know, that's not but true. that would just like it, it my could be true like, for some people. people. It's people who like you take care of, you run the money and shit, but she's still running you into the fucking ground. She's spending the money you ain't even got. <laughs> Fuck out of here, she's running this but shit. Then you, you don't run the money. But, that means you but, don't run the money. But you Al Bundy, that, that nigga can't say he run the money because he came home. And this nigga just he just reaching out his pockets back, back, back like he was back trophy. The whole fucking time. <laughs> nah, I really feel like, um, I feel like women will let us have control and call the shots until they really feel like they need to put their foot so down. Put and once a woman puts her foot down, yeah. that's that's kind of it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like let's say you've been out three times this week, kicking it with the homies and shit. Come Saturday night, you like, hey, I'm gonna go link up with such and such, and she and she be like. You already been out three yeah, times. Been nigga, yeah, tripping. I know, but yeah. such and such and such. No, yeah. like, no, I think you should stay in tonight. Yeah. You been, you at the end of the day, you like might. you might have that back and forth, but at the end of the day, you you're gonna be on the couch. Yeah, you wasted your night out. Like, what we doing? What we doing? Who reads? What we doing? Exactly. You send me out that text like, bro, I'm not gonna make it. I ain't gonna make it, bro. Either that or you ain't answering the phone. You wanna come? You can come with me, bro. That happy wife, happy life shit is real shit. No, I don't know it. We gotta know. We gotta get away from that. It didn't come from thin air. It gotta be happy spouse, happy house. It has to be happy spouse, happy house. You niggas is always happy. You niggas is always happy. We always happy because we have to put on that facade of being happy. Like like we we talked about it when we was on on episode. I think it was like episode four for us. But we talked about it as like men. We don't show emotion as it is. So allow us when y'all see us happy. Like inf- influence more of that in us. Like say, oh damn, this will make you happy. I'm gonna keep cooking because I know it makes you very no. happy. No, if you see I'm happy, if you see I'm <laughs> having fun, I'm growing with my niggas. Nothing, nothing like the joy of food. For like you. if you see a smile <laughs> on my face, support that shit. <laughs> support that shit. If you see I'm happy without <laughs> you, yeah, support that shit. If you see I'm happy with you, not in the presence of <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you know, like, you Real shit, no. This, this real shit. I feel like real niggas who in relationships. I feel kind of like how black people feel in America. I feel like real niggas in relationships need reparations. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Can we get them too, then? Can women get them too? For what? No. Because look, at the end of the day, no. if you got a nigga that keep like... you good, nigga ain't cheating on you, nigga come home every night, niggas need reparations. You know, I don't know. Niggas really feel like they hold should on. get an award for, for nothing. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. No, 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 we not. No, let me get reparations for not cheating on you. That is so No, no, we not supposed to do that because over time, what do women say? Niggas ain't shit. Niggas always cheat. Like, the narrative is never what me and him is actually doing. It's always the opposite. So even when we in a, rela- like we in a relationship, now women go from, like, we were just talking about it. You was like, I'd rather fight over little shit than big shit. Mm-hmm. But think about how many women fighting over big shit, and you fighting over who this? fucking didn't put the toilet seat down. Hey, like we have notes, hold on, hold on. This is I, a terrible speech. I will show you my notes right now. Because one of the things I want to ask y'all was, what is the dumbest shit that caused the biggest argument in y'all relationship? Because we fight over little the little dumb, dumb shit. Oh, it's always a, we don't uh, have big, we don't have big problems. Shit. We she don't have right big now. problems over infidelity nah, and, 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 and um, all that shit. We like need rewards for that shit. Yeah, we need rewards. Dylan, I'm putting shit. his clothes away because he's messy like that. He wants to put all his clothes and shoes away. Um, straws. For sure, straws. Yeah, I choose straws. That's his wife. He chews straws and he leaves them in the shower, in the bed, in the couch. I can find straws everywhere. And the trash. After constantly reminding him to stick all the little trash cans in the room and the bathroom out. Keep going. So, you know, I know you got a whole list. I would, <laughs> I would much rather that. In my opinion, that's a good sign if all your arguments is over little shit, little dumb shit, because that shit can be fixed. That's what I hey, said. That's no. what I was telling but you. But that can be fixed. But that shit can be detrimental. It's too. annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying. <laughs> nigga, we really mad, 
about some bullshit. Like, like we upset about yeah. some bullshit. But, but no, I really feel that women like y'all don't appreciate a good man. Like, honestly, y'all really don't. Like, we need reparations the for this shit. They do. They do. At least give a nigga a threesome or you something. Like, it. come on, man. Like, niggas deserve at least that. Like, why not? Like, come on. You ain't your whole eye. You feel me? Okay. No. Men can't even stand with you no more. You done lost. All right, all right. All right, if we can't get a threesome, at least. A threesome ain't never been on my checklist, on my to-do list, honestly. Nah, I mean, for me, it ain't, but. Yeah, obviously, it is. I take it. For me, it ain't, but it is. It's a consolation prize. You can't take that back. No, but I feel you know, like other men, like so many other men, have set the bar so low. Man, it's just come me on, just be ready. Like, I need so something, man. So I need something. Like, I can be, be giving you. I can be giving you a run for your money just right now. Like, like, yeah, I don't crazy. take you on vacation. I haven't bought you a car. I don't spoil you with jewelry and all that shit. But I treat you good. Man, I, treat I don't you treat you like shit. Good, like man. most men treat their women like shit and dog them out, and they down here. So just being a, re- a regular good man all right. automatically. Okay, right, maybe I want your child to come. And be like, I'm getting good grades. I'm going to school. Yeah, kids. When uh, I was a kid, and I, I did that. I need. I felt like I needed everything that I wanted. So you've always been entitled. No, but I didn't no, get it. But I felt. So you've I, always had no. But I never. I never was a good student. But I felt like that one semester or that one quarter <laughs> that I did get some good shit. C's and B's. Nigga, shower me with everything. <laughs> No, I was a badass kid. No, 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 see, no, she literally could just let me just go on. Yeah, she put that fire to you. All right, maybe not a threesome.
a Tuesday because we put our episodes out on Tuesday. And I was telling her, I'm like, write the description because she always write the description for the episode. So I'm like, write the description. And I swear, what you know, you ever seen that meme where it'd be like when couples been together so long and they fight, they start mocking each other. Okay. <laughs> like you ever seen this, like a, like a little white boy with this funny face and like a black lady doing like kind of like the same thing. Nah, nah. But the shit funny, and I was like, I swear to God, like I wanted to do that shit to her because she was pissing me off so much. Like I kept trying to talk to her, and no, she he was, was like, ignoring me. No. Yeah. This one, this one, the very few times that. I said something to Dylan in the morning that really got under his skin, and I was cool. Like, I was just chill. No, she wasn't so, cool. Yes, I was. She wanted, she got, she put no. the battery in my back to I was, get me and there, I was, no, I was and scared. then acting like she was okay. I you was, know that women's shit. I'm in the car, like, on, you the only one wild, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you want that shit? I'm like, why are you yelling? I'm chilling. I'm like, I'm trying to get to work. I'm holding on peace and serenity, and here you are, you're just I'm like, Aren't we talking about how we should be yelling and arguing? Look at you right now. That's I'm the picture of, of calmness. No, exactly. that's, that's he was so mad. I'm hey, like, don't y'all hate when one person is upset and the other one is just chilling? Because they always to... act like they're not your energy. And I'm not. You know. I'm not even entertaining your shit right now. Because you want to argue so you can prove that you was right. That's what he wanted. I don't know why he got so upset. <laughs> no, that's like, what I wanted. You did it. You see, did like, it. Now you're making me mad right now. <laughs> and yet again. You no, because you know you full of shit. That, like, I don't <laughs> ever get mad. I rarely get mad about anything. Except so, that morning, that yeah. morning he was just so mad. I'm like, I don't understand. But I just told you how I felt. I don't remember what I all said. Right. To him it's all right. Now we gonna we gonna segue to the next one. This is why I want to get off. So I've been seeing the narrative. Now, <laughs> so that's what I wanted to say. Right, talking about threesomes. Um, so I was listening to a podcast that was talking about like um sex clubs. Would you guys ever be open to going to like a sex club? Like when you say club, like what does that mean? Like a book club? Like is it like a book club? So we have like so weekly meetings. They don't call it a swingers club. It's just a sex club. Um, so I think it's trapeze i want to say but it's a sex club wait, so, wait, wait. are we talking about like a nightclub yeah, no, like a, designed like a, around yeah, sex exactly. or like a book club no, where like, we no. have a, yeah, a, like, a no. meeting and that you that be, no, 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 that's the swingers part <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a full like nightclub it's kind of so it's, it's club. but it's not it's, no it's but not they a have a club. sex it's yeah but guys cannot get in alone if you come with a woman you can get in huh yeah, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Doesn't yeah. be a partner. Women, women can, can get in the lot. Women like cannot that. get in the lot. Back in the day, there was one in San Francisco called the Power Exchange. You ever been? No, I haven't. I, Damn. No, I, I, th- it, I think it went away when I was young. I was like in my early teens when That's it went away. Name. But but I but I know some people that went through there, like some of the older like OGs, been through there and told me some stories, some, uh, some sick shit about the yeah. yeah, you can go. I and wouldn't go. mind going to one. You but should go and not participate. You can just go and watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I just want to yeah. go and watch. I think I'm, I'm good. Watch. I think I'm good. I don't know if that. I want to watch. I think I'm good. Like why would I? Like if <laughs> I want to watch, watch, like, watch a porno. Like if I want to watch, I watch a porno. Like if I'm going, like exactly. I feel like I have to have a reason to go. And like, I feel like it's probably like. I get the sense that there's there's no attractive people participating in it. It's just <laughs> you know no, yeah. no, literally, I feel like the, nobody there is gonna be attractive. It's gonna be I, all people. I know friends. All people that can't get fucked on the outside are yeah, they they go there like, yeah. like you have sex yeah. here. No, I know friends would be like, hey man, it's a sex party, and I'm like, I'm cool because in my head I already even imagine the people that's gonna be there. Wait, you've been invited to sex parties now? <laughs> no, we but mind you, sex party this shit is in the hood. What? Like, this shit is not like. I ain't never been invited like, to no sex Niggas tell me it's on El Segundo and 100 something. <laughs> nigga, I'm not going to no sex party on El Segundo and 120 something. <laughs> nigga, what the fuck, nigga? Come on, bro. 
You gonna invite me to some shit on Elsa Gun? Get the fuck out of here. Sex party. Hawthorne, I already know it's gonna be all. That's what she No offense, but it's gonna be all big bras. And all ugly niggas. And all ugly skinny niggas is gonna be in attendance. Imagine what that party smell like. Woo! Yeah. Alright. So this is what I want to talk about because black women, since we on black women, y'all on some bullshit. Don't want to give us our credit. Won't be uh, doing good in relationships. You need to stop it. <laughs> He's still. It's another head. narrative y'all been running with, and Ant, the perfect person to speak to it because oh he's narrative? dealing with it. Interracial dating. Oh. Black I men dating women outside of their race. <clears throat> like, why is it always every time y'all see a black man with a woman that's not black or black descent, whatever? Y'all talking about, oh, a nigga sold out, or he he ain't with his kind, or, or whatever it is. But then, let Serena come, and she marry a white boy billionaire. Get oh, your ass yes, back! Yes, 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 yes. Get your ass back! Yeah, Rihanna with the yeah, rich Arab dude. Like, come like, on, like, and, and, and the thing, like, that pissed me off is, like, people have to understand, like, we all know you products of your environment. Sometimes you just, sometimes not so either. Sometimes you just meet a woman, whether she white, black, uh, Indian, you know, Persian, whatever. Sometimes you just meet a woman that you vibing with. It don't matter the race. Like, I know most niggas that I know is not going into meeting a woman and being like, I need to give me a white girl or... Or any race. They just looking for a girl. Right. I don't give a fuck what race. They, niggas is going to fall in love with you if they like you. Yeah. Like, but but at the same time, I feel like you look at people like um, like a Zion Williams. Mm-hmm. They grew around all white people. What are you seeing in these prep schools? White girls. Right. You know how, many black, how many black queens you going to see? In the <laughs> oh, that black queen right there. <laughs> no, nigga, it's nothing. She's going to be trash. And then you go to college. Most of the chicks, uh, I ain't gonna lie, most of the chicks that's giving it up is white. True. So you you kind of, you you are kind of a part of your environment, but at the same time, fuck all that shit. What's wrong with just loving who you love? Like, what is wrong with a black man finding a woman, whether she white, Hispanic, black. Let me tell you the problem. <laughs> yeah. There is no problem. Defer to K on this. There yeah. is no problem. I if you preaching to the wrong audience because I'm a firm believer in people being with and loving who they want to love. I don't understand the problem with interracial dating. Um, I don't. To me, that's one place that there should never be a double standard. I don't. I think it's so ignorant for people. And I get it when people come from like this. This place of like preserving our race but there are so many black on black couples is fine <laughs> like we'll, we'll survive but honestly a lot of the main niggas <laughs> that's really doing it in the industry have black wives and a I, just, I just to me I don't understand the problem with it and I feel like in the place where we're fighting for equality Inclusion. Which is which is include like you, I I prefer the term inclusion because I think equality really isn't real. It's inclusion. Um, we want to do our own thing and then assimilate. I just don't understand how we have time to exclude uh, people that we need. I just and I just think it's so stupid. It's another way to judge people. People also they hate judgment, but then they find their own way to judge others and control. All the time. Like people it's are so trying stupid. to control yeah. what other people yeah. do. You know now a lot of people now shit. now y'all gonna be looking at this and say this man is not black. This man is black, okay, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might look something like that. No, people looking might not be black. For me, pretty much. No matter who I date, it's interracial because I'm so multiracial. Like I'm black, white, and Japanese that I've never, I've never like 
fully 100% identify with one race. Mm-hmm. I've always just considered myself like a multiracial, this multi ethnic yeah, like I'm a human being. I'm so I vibe with everybody. I, yeah. I get along with everybody. Now, granted, the way I grew up, like 90% of my people was black people. You feel me? Like, not, not my family, because I didn't even grow up with my biological family. But all my friends, 90% of my friends was black, mm-hmm. but I grew up with Filipino kids. I grew up with white kids and Mexican kids. Like, in the Bay Area, that's that's who my yeah. that's who my people were. So I and everybody kicked it with everybody. We all intermingled. Everybody dated races from. So to us, it never really mattered. And that's where I came from now. So I can never put myself in the shoes of somebody who grew up in uh, Mississippi or Alabama, where it's like really segregated. Yeah, really, you yeah. got that that history of slavery mm-hmm. and tensions yeah. between black and white and and. and and where it's really taboo. Now there, over. you so, need to get somebody of the same race. So I can never, <laughs> I can never put myself in that in in, in those yeah. people's shoes where it's that much of a history. Because I grew up in the Bay Area, we didn't like we didn't deal with none of that yeah. shit. Like everything was interracial, everything was intermixed. Everybody fucks with everybody. There's no segregation, no, no racial Bay segregation. Shout out to the Bay Area, the, man. I like at least when I grew up. So now shit is starting to get gentrified and shit, where people's getting pushed out, like all these tech companies coming in. So it's like certain people moving into these neighborhoods, and you know, people getting pushed out. So it's starting to get a little segregated. But when I grew up, everything was multi ethnic. Everything was multiracial. Everybody intermingled with everybody. So interracial dating was never a problem for anybody that I knew. And me personally, it's like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get the. Um, I don't get the the judgment behind interracial dating. Yeah, like, yeah, if you yeah, find if you find a person that that you vibe with, somebody who loves you and that you love them, like that shit is only like race is so like <clears throat> like when you look at race, race is so uh, it's so fickle. It's really fickle. No, it really it's, it's really fickle and it's really subjective almost. But it's so deeply ingrained in this country because of our history with slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because really this is. country has. Uh, such that such a, a a marred history of slavery, and because it's really not addressed properly, honestly, well, yeah. it's, not it's not addressed, addressed properly. properly. Oh, it's not addressed properly. Yeah, it's, it's kind of brushed off to the side, mm-hmm. swept under the rug. Like, yeah, it happened, but we passed that yeah. type of shit. Like, yeah. We didn't yeah. happen like you think it happened. Yeah, like you should. Slaves were happy, and, and I and I don't get it, but I get it. It's like people want to preserve <laughs> the the culture and the race, but at the same time, like you said, from the beginning of America. We've already been, it's already happened. Like, we've already been integrated with white people, white people having kids with black people and Indians and black. It's, it's here. Like, Mexico. Mexico like, we're no here. We're everywhere. No like, the immigrants. Like, when people be like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican, nigga, you black. Tell the police that shit. <laughs> yeah, Tell the police that shit. The police pull you over telling you Puerto Rican, nigga. It's here. Nigga, that's it. Like, nigga, you gonna get treated the same way. Like, people. And and I get it because it's such a a negative connotation on being black in America that if you have any identity outside of being that, you're going to accept it because you're like, no, I don't want to be with them, considered with them niggas because they put so much in the media that you don't want to. But with the interracial dating thing, I get it. Like for black women, I understand why they're upset because black women out of anybody have probably been the most oppressed oppressed within America. Like from the beginning of America. Talk about it. um, (laughs) And I get it. Like you just want people to, especially your own kind, you want the people to love you. And I think at the same time, 
Excuse me. We ain't, uh, sure, I got a lot of uh, a lot of built up uh, mucus or some shit from that drink. But I think at the same time, when uh, when you look at it that way, you you're uh, miss you're, um, you're you're overlooking actually what's going on in society. Like you know what I mean? It's like you can't just look at a black man and say, "Oh, why he's not with a black woman." Because at the same time, not every black person is in the same predicament that every other black person is. So, and I and I, I truly believe you are a product of your environment. Because, not to say that if you come from the hood, you're just going to be a hood nigga. But at the same time, you're going to have some type of, if you don't become a, a quote-unquote hood nigga, you're going to have some type of hoodness about you. That people are going to be able to see and be like, damn, like, he like that. like, And I get that at work sometimes where people like, I might say something and not even think about it, and they like, "Oh, that's that's a side of <laughs> that's a side of you I've never seen." Or some shit I be wanting to <laughs> say, or some shit I be wanting to say, I be thinking about like, "Damn, I can't even say these to these motherfuckers because yeah. they gonna be looking at me differently right, if I right. don't." But it's like we all gotta support each other regardless of who we with, who we choose to love. Like you can't, you can't put a cap on who somebody should love. Yeah, period. You know what I'm saying? Period. Or who somebody should be with. Whether they black, white, or whatever, just let it be. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we all, once this racist shit goes away, which it might, it might not, but if it does, it's just gonna go to classism. So when yeah, racism yeah, so. goes out the way, classism just comes crazy. in, and now niggas is like, who got more money? You yeah. can't tell somebody who they should love and be with you. Like, oh, they should be with, I thought like you should be with this. You was somebody who beating your ass. I can't say nothing to you about that. You know, I was tell somebody who they, you just, People find love however they find love. I support it, and I just feel like we should be more inclusive. Yeah, That's I it. just, me growing up the way I did, <laughs> and like um, being multi ethnic, multiracial, whatever, I, I always, um, I always took people in based on their character. The character. You know what I mean? Right, I didn't right, fuck yeah. with, like, I never felt pressured to fuck with someone just because they black. Yeah, yeah. I never felt pressured to fuck with someone just because they're Hispanic or what have mm-hmm. you know, like some people might feel that um that pressure to have like a blind allegiance to someone to who looks like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. I, and I didn't grow up with that. I grew up with I fuck with you because you're a good person, you make me laugh, you look out for me, whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't fuck with you because you're a snake and I seen you do this yeah. and you shady or whatever. I don't care what you look like. I fuck with you if you're cool and I don't fuck with you if you're not. Yeah, like Case, I always say, Yo, all your skin folk ain't your kin folk. Right? No, say that. They're not. <laughs> Come on, they're not. All your skin folk, it is true, and we see it. Like, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying, recipe snip, but like, you see it. Everybody, just because somebody looked like you come from the same neighborhood as you don't mean that that's your people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and everybody like, oh, this was Nipsey friend. He said it. He said it when he said, "We say Brody is the slang that don't mean he your brother." That yeah, that don't mean that he love you. That don't mean that he love you. It don't, man. And it's a fucked up thing because that's what I I feel like as a race we need to get to. But it's gonna be so much hard to get to because of seeing things like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit really turned me off. Like, I was really, I was done. I was like, I'm never, I'm never going back. I'm never going to fuck with people that's, no. Like, I had to, but that was just my emotions getting the best of me. And then just seeing, like, what his message stood for, like, it brought me back to, like, all right, 
We gotta get it. We gotta get it. Some empowerment. Like, like, even even if I lose my life for it, we gotta get it. You know what I'm saying? We out here about getting it. Day, if you out here trying to get it too, we fuck with you. Cause that, together, we can get this money. Yeah, no, it did. Like that, I think, put into a lot of people' head, like a lot of good dudes who just want to do good work. It's like, damn, if that happened to Nip, what's gonna happen to me? Yep. You know what I'm saying? It it deters you. And that's what a lot of times what happens with the message is it gets misconstrued in the bullshit. So now it's like all the niggas who still was willing to do good is like, you know what? I'm never going back over there. Like, they kill Nip. Like, no, nah, like my brother said, like, you can't live in fear of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's, that's what it's mm-hmm. intended to do is, is put you at a disadvantage. Fear, and, fear will and paralyze you. No, it will, Fear man. will cripple you. And it'll, uh, you know, fear will, will stop you from doing what you could accomplish. Yeah. She, um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this. And she didn't want to talk about it. But I, not to say that it was funny to me, but <laughs> you, you've been seeing like the latest shit with Conor McGregor. Oh, I've been seeing a lot of shit with Conor McGregor. <laughs> she, like, she didn't want to talk. All right, I'm going to talk about one thing. All right. <laughs> no, what are you going to say? I don't even know what you're going to say. So, the Conor McGregor, I, I know you know, so... I've heard he wants to fight Bob Warburg. Oh, I think that's so stupid. I thought it was just a waste. Thank you, waste of time. No, I'm talking about the shit that's really going on with him. Like, um, yep. oh, know, the rape shit. The, he he got raped. Drugs. Oh, he's drinking too much. Doing yeah. drugs. Okay. Okay. I, he has a lot. He's out of trouble back home. I, they this think real he's serious. on coke. He got paternity tests. Yes, yeah, Irish. He got paternity. Irish. Didn't they say the mom is back after him back home? So he has well, real issues. Well, they were, issues. yeah. Because he's affiliated with some people. He's affiliated with people. That he grew up with that, like, That's into that ended up culture. going it, into the Irish mob. Like so he, he got ties and shit. He and beat somebody up. He got into a fight with somebody that he shouldn't have touched. Yeah. Right, well, I'm talking about that, that, was, that, that was last year. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. He, he had to pay he some money. He should pay some money for that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He going on a bad path, and that's why I don't think it's funny because I Kinda think it's, he got some real shit going on, and um, back he might need to get some help on that because the man, he really got the apology out here. Don't fuck that up. Nah, he, and, he, he, and he got a likable personality. Nah, he I had no problem with the allegation of him slapping that dude phone out of his hand. You fucking right. You can't be in my face taking pictures of me. I'm slapping that shit out of your hand every time. Nah, you I have the right to do that. You can't do that. But you, I know you can't do that, but doesn't it feel good to do it sometimes? Yeah, but that shit costs you money. I know, but don't it just feel good sometimes somebody no. just be like, <laughs> it's always great to be the bigger nah. person, but sometimes it feels good to be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, nah. Sometimes it just feels good to I know everybody do, but when we get money... We not doing no super. I know like we that. not, but I'm just saying like right, we people take be talking it. hella shit to you. Sometimes it feels good just to beat a bitch ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta let it go. Sometimes especially in that like, business, like the shit it. that he do. Because people test you because they know they can. They know they can do all kind of shit because you can't nothing bad. It just feels good to let you know, bitch. I'm but not just uh, just imagine like you being in that line of business and you touching somebody. That's money that you gotta spend. Like hey, you think hey, that that money. That nigga said, I'll smile in the courtroom and buy you a new wardrobe, bitch. It felt that good. <laughs> yeah, we that nigga said, lifted that motherfucker. It feels good. I he feel you. I'm fucking with him. I'm trying to get that Eminem money. Well, I don't give a fuck about hurting you, bitch. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about it. So, Conor McGregor, he wants to fight Mark Wahlberg for his shares in the UFC. So, <laughs> prior to this, he, uh, Mark Wahlberg, spoke up for Conor McGregor. And get an ownership in the UFC. Mm-hmm. So Mark Wahlberg, he had an interview where he said that he was willing to sell 
Conor McGregor half of his shares because he is essentially the face of the UFC. Okay. So which and and I feel like that's kind of true is like when you think of the UFC, ever since the one nigga John Bones Jones went on, he started doing coke and and he wilded out. Conor McGregor has essentially before that. True, it was, but isn't he on a, a losing streak as well now? Aside yeah, from but, 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 but you like I, of course you're on a losing streak now. But his showmanship is what puts him up there. Still. Yeah, but you wilding out. Like you ain't even the same Conor McGregor that I was talking about back then. So I had everything. Um, go ahead, no, go ahead and finish. I have everything. But I mean, I don't. You can't the statement. I don't know. I'm sure Ed know more than I do. But he, he can recant but that. Like, you But Mark Wahlberg was saying he was willing to sell sell Conor McGregor half of his shares because he felt like Conor McGregor was the face of the this UFC. This was before. This was before. Years ago. So then, like, once all this shit started happening with Conor recently, they had Mark Wahlberg on interview, and it was like, what about you selling Conor McGregor? Like, yo, shit. And Mark Wahlberg was like, no, nah, nigga, these my shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm cool. Things have changed. And I get it, be- but at the same time, it's like, Conor McGregor did exactly what they wanted him to do. Sell tickets, put people, mm-hmm. put get people listening, get people watching it, watching. Excuse me, but since he was like she was saying he was losing, I was like that didn't mean nothing because at the same time he was still putting asses in the seats. For sure. So you can lose a hundred fights, but as long as you selling out and they coming to see you get your ass whooped, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. But you gonna get money. That's true. That's true in theory, but if you lose, if you lose too much, people's not gonna. Yeah, people they don't want to see. Yeah, because now you now you'll talk. Now you'll talk. But because I think what, what, the UFC, what made what made him popular was not only that he was winning, but and not only his personality and and his and his audaciousness and shit, but the fact that he was calling his shots. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm gonna knock him out in this round with this punch. Yeah. And he was doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. added that added to, to his, the lower. Yeah, yeah, that added to his. No, and, and that does. You lose that. And that like, does. But at the same time, it's like, all right, at that point, because the first interview, Mark Wahlberg was like, yeah, I'll sell him 50% of my shares. The next interview after Conor McGregor started doing all this shit with the bus incident and all this shit, the, uh, I'm not the shit, she didn't, she didn't like this. I I'm, I know it's offensive. It's fucked up. I thought it was funny. But you seen the one about Khabib's wife. This is so terrible. Hey, if y'all seen the picture, this shit was terrible. But it was help. funny, man. I'm sorry. That, it's not I funny. couldn't help but laugh. That shit was funny. I'm sorry. I just don't think it's funny. Like, man, first, it was racially motivated. It's just not funny. It's not funny. It's terrible. That's no, I feel like... I'm cool with offensive jokes. Yeah, me too. I love offensive jokes. It just has to be funny. It has to and be. And that's what I said. It has to be funnier than it is offensive. Than it is yeah. offensive. You know what I mean? I, and I'm, he, like, I'm an inappropriate joker as, all the time. It just wasn't funny to me. So. He he didn't say it funny, but if he could, have really got the joke right. The shit was set up. It <laughs> was set up perfectly. He should have sold it to my man. No, is he is joking with the wrong individual. Yeah, no, you yeah, now you fucking you, with the wrong yeah, people. You fucking with the wrong I'll person. I'll feel that. I'll Khabib feel that. is a fucking savage. He don't play no games. Khabib is all yeah. business, all respect. Khabib is a very respectful person. He's all about respect. You you playing with the wrong one. Yeah. No, I get it. And but what I was saying is that I feel like for him, for Mark Warburg to say that shit, which on the next uh, interview after all this shit transpired, they asked him like. What about you selling Connor your shares? He like basically like nigga, these my shares. <laughs> like I ain't got nothing to say about him, but these mine. So so I guess they asked Connor. They said, "What about Mark Walker?" He was like, "I'll fight. Like put him in the ring. I'll fuck him up." And they like, 
So they kind of trying to joke back too and like trying to throw like pop culture shit in. So they was like, well, you know, uh, he can fight because you've seen him on Four Brothers. Mm-hmm. And he like, I didn't beat up some brothers. Run <laughs> all the niggas. Run all the niggas. I beat all the niggas up. <laughs> like, <Tyrese. laughs> yeah, like, I fuck we all the niggas up. But, <laughs> but I, I get it. Um, but no, nah, they need to they need to get that nigga some ownership. But uh, let's get into something else. I just I just thought that was funny to me. Um, him wanting to fight Mark Wahlberg. No, like, come on, man. Mark Wahlberg. Like, yeah, if it was funny, it'd be different. But this shit wasn't even funny. It's like, bro, come on. It I was kind of funny. I'm not that you even gave that nigga that corny nigga play on that corny uh, ass joke. I think the I think the the rumor is Connor got a coke problem. And if you look oh, at all man. his behaviors, anybody got a coke Hey, problem. we got that much money. <laughs> coke is in abundance. <laughs> <laughs> so we can end this on a fun little game. Um, who said what? Are you on the game? Right. Yeah, we got a game. Who said what? So I have a bunch of quotes here, and we can guess who said it. Okay. So. All right, honey, I'm going to do some funny shit before we get to the game. Yes, all right. funny. This is a thought I had. I know people going to be bad as fuck at me. <laughs> It's some ignorant shit. So y'all gotta be willing to do some ignorant oh, shit. Because we gonna get into a topic that none of us know what to say about it. I mean, we might have some thoughts on it, but none of us have lived it, our experiences. Oh, so we God. don't even know the answer to this shit. But I was thinking about, I was like, I was listening to something and I was thinking like, is there a, like a hierarchy to being gay? Like, is there levels to gay? Certainly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this white Jew is probably at the top of the gay hierarchy. So this what I mean like so if you are so if you're a gay person, like alright, let's say you're a gay male, do gay niggas look down on you if you had sex with the opposite sex before? They do. They do. Um and I don't know all the ins and outs <laughs> of it, but I know there's I think I think the term is like five star lesbian or five star oh, yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. So like if you have never ever had any like at least like let's 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 take lesbians for example. If you've never ever had any sexual experiences with a man you are I guess the more experiences you've had <laughs> with men like the lower down uh, on the total uh, point you so there is so you got a lot hierarchy. so you basically got a lot I ain't got no bodies on me nigga yeah, there's some Somebody. type of hierarchy and I won't even pretend to understand <laughs> it because I don't know the nuances of, of that universe, of that world, but I do know that there's, that I, I'm pretty crazy. sure it's called five star, like five star. Because yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure any gay nigga that said they fucked a woman before, they look at them like, nigga, you ain't no real one. You ain't a real one. You false claim. You false claim. On the hierarchy chart, it's funny because I was telling we were joking. It's a group chat we have with Justin. Shout out to Justin. Hey. Justin. Um, what up, Justin? What up, Justin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we were joking. Like, him and Dylan, I forgot what they were saying, the, how it started, but they were talking about women. I was like, you niggas better be careful because let me know. On the hierarchy chart, it goes, um, it's white. On the privilege chart, it's white men, it's gays, and now it's women. You niggas better watch out. I said, and black women, honestly, can't be included. We're not fully inclusive in that topic. We're still at the bottom. Or women of color. Oh, yeah, white women. Yeah. Women of color, yeah. Honestly, no, we still, I mean, we still not reaping the benefits of this shit yet. We're just not. <laughs> we, honestly, we are not. You, you can say you harass us in the workplace. It's not happening did, for us. Did, <laughs> did y'all know that they put condoms on strap ones? Yeah, I know this you is heard that, yes. Plastic on plastic. They put... It's so, rubber so on dyke, rubber. Excuse me. 
I don't know the technical latex term. Latex on latex. <laughs> uh, but uh, a woman who, what's the technical term? Because I was a woman who wears a strap on. Lesbian. But like a, I guess like she's a, a butch. butch. A butch. I yeah, like what's the technical? Like what's the So apparently, there's some women that they wear a strap on all day. Like they don't, they don't leave home without their dick. Uh-huh. Like the shit come with it. No, but it's some that do. No, it's some that do. No, they go, they go to work, go to work with the dick on. They go to work with the dick on. Like no. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I don't you get that? Okay, so some of these. Oh, you got it! Oh, you got it! Oh, you got it! What's that? Is that uh, is that Mandingo? Who is that? Are you going both ways? Technically, because you know they have the strap ones now. They go both ways. Double penetration. Does that mean that you like dick? Technically, if you need to be penetrated to feel good, penetrating somebody else, you like dick or you like the feeling of something. But that's um, that's the biology. That's just like the the anatomy (laughs) of. The vagina, right? Like yeah. you get pleasure from from, yeah. from the from dick. both things, yeah. But you're just not like attracted you to yeah. men, right? Okay. Like emotionally attracted to the woman, but physiologically, like you still yeah, because you got dick. some women that you got some women double penetration uh, strap on. But you're not five star nah, you anymore. You got there, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to be wrong. You got to be wrong with your shit. You got to be wrong with your shit. You got to be banging shit out. You don't need no feeling. But but think about it, like. If you really think about sex, a lot of sex is mental. Like, think about this: you could you could come mental. you could come fast if your mind is on the right shit. But if your mind ain't on the right shit, that shit'll take you a long ass fucking time to you come. Know what? <laughs> like, you know what? I've never had a wet dream. You never had a wet dream. That's crazy. I've, I've, I've had I've had sex dreams. I've had intense dreams about sex you where never, it felt yeah. real. It, everything felt real. Imagine just everything and just. I, I felt bad because I had one at like thirty head. years old. I've never <laughs> I've never woke up with a load in my pants. And I felt bad because I had one at like thirty. And like, I, don't man, how, I don't know how normal <laughs> it is to have never had a wet dream ever. I don't know if that's normal because I get. That I don't know because, but you know why? I don't know if it's normal or not because men don't talk about that type of shit. With men, so it's like we would never know. Why is that? <laughs> Let me ask you this too. Let me ask you this. Since we're on the subject of like men we hear uh, like being taboo conversations or some shit, like why is it that there's so many men who cannot admit when another man is good looking? Why is that? Why is that? Cause we know because we know because and wait, hold on. Well, we, have, we have to draw a distinction between he said men and men, being, women and being men. handsome <laughs> or being <laughs> good looking and being attracted. Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not attracted to no man, but I have eyes. I know yeah, a good looking like man, a man when I. But there's oh, I don't judge dudes, bro. I don't judge no men, bro. Yeah, that's so I think crazy. All, all, all men is ugly really, to me. They like, really, really, they really do judge because all, at the end of the day, all men are ugly if, to if, you. If, yeah, if, 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 think about it. When you're younger, when you're younger, and the chick be like, "Oh, bring a homie." Is a nigga yeah. cute? <laughs> like I don't know if he yeah. cute, but he get bitches. But, yeah, <laughs> but you selected the yeah, yeah, but you selected the same homie. Niggas faking that shit. Like when that whole well shit came out, niggas like that nigga ugly. So you know what ugly means. You know what ugly means. So you know it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things that's hard to do because people gonna question you. I guess I get I get what you're saying, but I'm saying like when you grow up. When you when you grow up like and you really comfortable with yourself, like you could you can identify a good looking man. But then all right, but. All right, this brings yeah, up the conversation. Cute. You got cute yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but this brings up a conversation that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's true. So, but what you might consider to be a handsome man, the woman might be like that nigga. Ugly. They don't have to, no. That's not what he's. That's not the question. The question is why can't you say he's attractive? Because. You run into the you run into the thing that if you say that the nigga is attractive, you but the women don't no because if the women think about it, if I say a nigga is attractive or he good, I'm I'll tell the chick she tripping. Like you don't think he's good looking? Are oh, you tripping? Because look, you don't have good taste. Honestly, like like if you really like. <laughs> That's a tough thing. I know it is not to say that it shouldn't be done, but that is a tough thing, I think, for a lot of heterosexual men to do because it because there's a stigma behind it. You yeah, like if you say yeah, no, man. I'm, I'm to the point where I don't, I don't give a fuck about a stigma or what you're going to say about me or whatever. Like, I give it up. Not, yeah. not like give it up. Like, yeah. But I give, it, I give up props. That's what I mean. Like, I'm not going to give it up to a nigga like, oh, come get these cheeks. Type yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of niggas yeah. watching nigga, like, huh? No, 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 no. I give, up, I give up props. You know what I'm saying? If, if somebody is a good looking person. I, because honestly, um, there's like, it comes down to like believe it or not a lot of it comes down to mathematics and proportion and ratio of your mm. facial features and shit like there's um there's scientific evidence that like Schematic attractiveness yeah. depends on uh symmetry and no, ratio no, and weird. proportion yeah, of your true. of your eyes to your cheekbones to your nose and lips Damn, and all that shit like yeah. all math <laughs> a lot of it is mathematical so it's like you can't even really help Paltrow or who? Paris Hilton. <laughs> I'm 
gonna say, I'd rather say oh crack or eat cheese from a game. Then eat cheese. That's gotta be Gwyneth Paltrow. I was gonna say Gwyneth Paltrow. It's for sure Gwyneth Paltrow. Because Paris Hilton ain't eating no cheese from a game. She's no fucking game. Now you would've said, if you would've said cheese from a charcuterie plate or whatever you fucking pronounce that shit, yeah, charcuterie plate. Then I would've been like Paris Hilton. She ain't even heard of cheese in her fucking life. Because Gwyneth Paltrow like on super healthy, organic type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't know what crack is like because she yeah, take that cheese kid. Yeah. She's never seen New Jack City. Yeah, crack, yeah, she ain't never known I don't think there is anything particularly wrong with hitting a woman. <laughs> Although I don't recommend it in the same way that you hit a man, an open-handed slap is justified if all other alternatives fail and there's been plenty of warning. I know 100% who this was. If a, woman is a, if a woman is a bitch or hysterical or bloody-minded okay, continually, then I'll do smack. it. Sometimes <laughs> a woman just needs to be slapped it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. That's 100% Sean Connery. That's I've, definitely his statement. I've heard Black that. Black men don't say shit like that. <laughs> I've heard that quote before a couple times. Sean so Connery he was definitely wild. was wild Back in to the say day, that. Day. <laughs> <laughs> so okay was he smack. drunk? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I had a long time. <laughs> 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 okay to give them a little hey, that's crazy every because now like every now and then they need that you know so wild wild what do y'all yeah. think about that shit like people get in trouble for living in the times that they lived in you gotta be understanding you gotta understand that times are different they wasn't people weren't as evolved or as sophisticated as we are now yeah and, and I you th- can't hold that against them because though i mean on one hand you gotta you gotta give them a pass for that was a sign of the times that's how it was yeah. in their time just like just like um, you apply it to us, you you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to be considered a homophobe or uh, being a bigot or some shit because back in 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 sixth grade you you and your friends used to call each other faggots. Yeah, that's true. You know that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, how, true. that's how we talked back then. It was it just carried it just carried a different meaning. It was a different time. Like and that's that's. That's what it was back yeah. then, and now going forward, now people are now evolving. We can't persecute exactly more compassionate and shit. Yeah. So the way if we talk not. or the way we behave, yeah, there's certain things that universally are unacceptable. Rape, murder, shit like that is always universally ex- unacceptable um, throughout any period of mm-hmm. history, yeah, any but, period of time. Yeah. But there's certain shit that, exactly. like the way we used to call, yeah. we used to call people retarded and shit, or yeah, like, yeah, uh, you call call your shoes gay, like oh, yeah. them gay ass shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't hold that again somebody from 1996 yeah. and bring it into 2019 yeah, like, and call them something else. Exactly. So yeah, you got to have, there's a fine line. It's, 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 it's a little bit of gray area mm-hmm. in there. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not black and white. There's always gray area, but you just got to use your fucking brain, man. You got to think a little bit. I almost yeah, said this Sean Connery shit was a little wild in though. Only in the fact that, no, <laughs> see, see, only oh, in the fact of, no, it was common then. But you wasn't going on the red carpet or doing an interview and smacking a bitch up while you was so on you know. So you knew that saying this kind of shit was also teetering the line because we talked about it. But you you might be around your circle of friends playing a game of cards and be like, yeah, I slapped the bitch right. yesterday. Right. But you're not just slapping a bitch all in public like that. No, they definitely would. Well, that was maybe not you, like in no, public. No, but you wouldn't like have had that, her put no makeup to cover it up. You would have brought her ass on the black no, carpet. Black ass ass no, we still got a show to do. No, we still got a show to do. No, she ain't got on the show. She just your girlfriend. And he was from a different well, country. Well, we got a from America. No, and I completely understand that was the thing at the time. No, women, but I also like, think that that 
that's something that you knew was kind of taboo to say in the interview. I feel like he was just being bold. Nah, you need, just nah, like you need to thank your grandmother, your great grandmother, all the women that came before you that took a lot of them slaps and beatings. Yeah, because it was commonplace. It was commonplace. That's where the, the term rule of thumb comes from. Yeah. You know that, right? Rule yeah. of thumb? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Say that again. The, the term, term rule of thumb. That's how hard you hit a woman. No, rule of thumb came from you were allowed to beat your woman with a rod no wider than your thumb. Damn, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty wide. Term, rule of thumb. It depend on the nigga thumb. Like, so shit, now, something now think about it. Like rule of thumb. Like that's a common term mm-hmm. that we all, a common phrase we've all heard. It came from fucking spousal abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, like different. This. There was we've different. talked about yeah. it on your podcast, and you were saying like with. The relationship with your father, like a lot of it was him taking his shit out on you, yeah. like his day. Yeah. So just imagine like the women and the kids back then that had to live with fathers who just came from a fucking warehouse where they got called nigger all fucking day, talk down to, and they gotta come home and your mom like, oh he fucked up. No, my cousin made a comment recently. <laughs> it was. It's funny and good sport, but honestly, it's not funny. I mean, I guess in the <laughs> court of public opinion, it's not that funny. But um, my brother got taught how to tie his shoes from our godfather, who was then my cousin's husband. Um, he was trying to leave my mom, and he was like, you ain't going nowhere until you learn to tie your shoes. So sit here and tie your damn shoes. And he had to sit there all day mad as hell, but we also knew. That nigga didn't play. Yeah, he he damn so he learned and he cried all day. And my cousin recently made a comment like about it. Like she was like, "Shit, I knew somebody was getting their ass beat that day. <laughs> and I didn't want it to be me. I knew she was saying, I knew it was gonna be easier on him. So <laughs> I got to fuck up out of here with your mama." <laughs> And on that note, we getting up out of here, man. Uh, That's it. Thank you, Ann, for coming yeah, through, man. Appreciate like you. Let the people know. Let the people know where they can find you. Good Pod Almighty available. Uh, yeah, I'm on, iTunes, I'm on sure. iTunes and Google Play. Good Pod Almighty. Um, the Twitter page is at GPA Pod, and my personal Twitter is Ant from CA. Ant from CA. Yes. He ain't got no Instagram. No so Instagram. Him on no Snapchat. No Facebook. I'm only on Twitter. Ant from CA. And from CA, hey. man. And yeah. And, y'all uh, find this man. This guy is great. And if y'all want to hit us up, man, um, not relationship goes podcast at gmail.com. Y'all know where to find and hit him up, man. We didn't get podcast y'all two up. hours of great content. <laughs> nah, that's real. Like, we can keep going. Like, I just, I just realized, I'm like, I know you got somewhere to go. I'm yeah. like, man, let, let's get I had somewhere to be a long time. A long time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, shit, we, like, we really can just keep going. Nah, thank you, man, for this good conversation. Yeah. It was much needed, like, seeing, like, what happened has transpired in the last week and everything that we've been going through, man. Thank you. Appreciate it because... My spirits was down, man, and you definitely helped bring them back up. Just the conversation that we had amongst each other and then with Kay as well um, and on the podcast. So, appreciate that, man. Um, Y'all know where to find us. Kay, you got anything else to say? No, we out of here. All right, we out of here. Peace.